The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg. This is the Post Draft Show. Stay tuned. That and more here on Show 436. Before I get into the show, our condolences go out to Marv Hubbard, fullback for the Oakland Raiders in the 70s, pro bowler, 71, 72, 73. He died of prostate cancer. Fellas, pay attention. Yes, it's a great loss for the Raider Nation. Great player, a fullback. Uh, Yeah, definitely had the right attitude. He was a bruiser. We could use that guy today. Our thoughts and prayers go out to friends and family of the departed Marv Hubbard. Full-on Raider Nation. All right, on today's show, we will have Deflategate. Yeah, well, it's nothing to anyone on the East Coast that lives in Boston, but everyone else has an issue, including me. We have to hit on that. We have a short post-draft show and, of course, uh, some losses for the Raiders. We kick some fellas off the team. Uh, so the way it goes. That's football. We're going to talk about those guys. And the bone line, which is blowing up. Got to hit on that for sure. Sorry about the short show, but things are happening. Rand's on vacation. I've been in the hospital. Hey, it's life. <laughs> it happens between podcasts. One more thing, you know the call out to help us out financially, the Raider Nation has responded huge. I want to thank all that have contributed to the Raider Nation podcast. It helps greatly with the costs, uh, help us do the show. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. It's touching, honestly, to know that people care enough to give up their hard-earned money. I respect that to the fullest, and I will do my best to honor every dollar. Thanks again. Dun 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 dun. Deflate gate. Well, <laughs> really? Really? You listen to the bullshit on mainstream media. Well, don't. Listen to me. Well, the Kraft family is not going to get their apology from the NFL, and neither will Tom Brady, the hero of the NFL, the white, the lily white quarterback. Uh, Don't get me wrong, I respect his skills. You can't get where they got without having a quarterback like that. However, to bend the rules, actually to break the rules, and then to lie about it is no small thing. And don't listen to the mainstream media trying to play it down like people are making too much out of it. Honestly, when I heard this story first, I thought they were, you know, that there was just everyone trying to go after them. And it was a little blup in the road. And, you know, there'd be no issue because 
I really didn't think it happened. I thought it was, uh, you know, there's little gray areas in the NFL that teams can do to try to get an advantage. I mean, Al Davis did it. I mean, <laughs> the Raiders are no stranger to bending the rules, trust me. But when ownership, coaching, and the star player of the team come out and say they did nothing wrong and knew nothing about it, well, now that changes everything. The funniest thing I think of this whole lie, I'm going to call it ligate, because that to me is the major principle behind the issue here. If they would have come out and said, yes, we did it, I knew about it, we all did, and, you know, we're sorry, and we'll take our licks now, different story. But to deny it, and actually to demand an apology, the ownership, Robert Kraft, you can cram it in your Kraft ass, as far as I'm concerned, because that is a blatant disregard for honesty and integrity, something we try to keep in the game. Now, whenever I hear Tom Brady's voice, I'm going to think, cheater, cheater, Peter, eater. (laughs) He's a liar. He's a liar, and uh, he stained anything that he had as far as respect from any other team big time, and America is now kind of taking a a back, back look at how Tom Brady works. I'm not digging it, and neither should you. And mainstream media is trying to soft-step it. Examples of, well, what if it was uh, Dylan from the Bengals? Would you make such a big deal? Or if it was some first-year quarterback that really didn't have much experience, would it make a big deal to you? Well, probably not. That's very true. But you're talking about the dominant AFC East team, the Patriots, the lily white, squeaky clean, we do nothing wrong, we're all good, and that's how it goes. Rob, you know, Aaron Hernandez, right. So that was, you know, as soon as Aaron Hernandez, you don't hear anything about a Patriot. You hear about it's a blip. It's like not even part of their team. If it was the Raiders, I can tell you right now, we would be freaking crucified by mainstream media. Oh, it would be an onslaught of bullshit from these talking heads. I think this is a bad day for the Patriots, uh, and especially for Tom Brady. Tom Brady appears to be the fall guy uh, uh, in this uh, Deflategate investigation. The NFL launched this massive probe, took three and a half months to complete, maybe almost four months, that Tom Brady knew that the Patriots and someone in the Patriots organization was trying to change the circumstances of the field on the field of play and that's through the balls uh, the nfl does not have conclusive proof and that's the, the overriding theme to this uh, deflate gate report but they have an awful lot of circumstantial evidence that two patriot employees uh, along with knowledge or assistance from tom brady uh, tried to deflate footballs to seemingly give the patriots a competitive advantage So this is uh, a a stain on Tom Brady's career if these allegations are true. You know, and if you read this report, uh, you know, the the circumstantial evidence is is significant. So Brady and uh, one of the uh, Patriots employees went six six months without talking uh, on the phone or through text messages. And in the days after the the Patriots uh, uh, were implicated by the Colts in the AFC title game, Brady and Dostremski 
uh, spoke multiple times, um, you know, 25 minutes and two seconds on the phone the day after the AFC title came, Nine minute, 10 minutes the next day, 20 minutes the next day, and, uh, you know, Tom sends him a text message to John Dostremsky that says, are you good, Johnny boy, question mark? Are you good? You still doing good? And Dostremsky responds, still nervous. So far, so good, though. These are the text messages that, uh, that suggest that they were trying to cover something up. Yeah. The commissioner said today that he is uh, he's, uh, in, empowering Troy Vincent, his deputy, to uh, look into discipline. Um, so I wouldn't suspect a suspension, but you know I wouldn't rule out a six-figure fine for Tom Brady, a million-dollar fine for the Patriots, uh, the loss of a first-round draft pick potentially. Um, these things, uh, you know. Remember, the Patriots are repeat offenders. If you know, if the NFL is uh, is calling them an offender here, which they are all but doing, um, they have the Spygate uh, conviction, for lack of a better word, um, back in 2007, and they can, you know, they strip them of uh, of a significant draft pick. Then they can go back to them now and say, we we caught you once, we've caught you again, and it, it's just like. You would discipline a child. You're, you're not going to allow the same thing to continue to happen without consequences uh, ramping up. Robert Kraft, can, uh, uh, he came out in defense of his team today. He, um, uh, you know, he's, stand, he's standing by his man. Uh, but um, it's going to be hard for the Patriots to outrun uh, the, the damage done by the Ted Wells report. And also mainstream media is going on about how they hope it's not such a heavy-handed fine and they hope that, you know, Tom Brady might get a two-game suspension and a slap on the wrist and a little fine. Well, I hope they don't do that because guys like Ray Rice and other men of color who've had, you know, inferences and issues off the field have been hammered. I mean, hammered hard by the NFL and the commissioner. And if they take a light hand to this crap, it is going to show blatant disrespect for people of color and a biased beyond all <laughs> by all means a bias to say the very least so to go on further it'd be a waste of time and not a Raiders story so I just hope that they get their just desserts I hope that Goodell brings the hammer down even harder because of their great pious attitude over in New England I can't stand the Patriots and the way they act and the way they portray themselves, uh, this to come out, they should be slapped way down. Tom Brady, uh, Bella cheat, which, you know, this is the second time they got caught cheating. It should come down so hard that it should be, un- they're going to have to go to court to have it reduced. If that doesn't happen, well, that's serious bullshit. And that is all I have to say about that. between Leonard Williams and the two top wide receivers in the draft. It could be Amari Cooper, it could be Kevin White. I would actually prefer they go after a wide receiver with this pick. I think Derek Carr probably would concur. Exactly. All right, you're talking about Kevin White, who is the freak of an athlete with great speed. Maybe an Al Davis would certainly grab a guy like that, right? Oh, yeah. But all of a sudden, you got Amari Cooper, who's very pro-ready, can play X, Y, or Z, or in the slot. 
But then, like you mentioned, Leonard Williams, who grew up for some reason a Raider fan, boy, they would be very happy to have a guy like that. They're sitting there praying that Oakland takes a wide out and Leonard Williams falls to them. If Washington could walk out with the fifth pick in the draft and maybe get the best football player, they'd be high-fiving in Redskin Park. And the fact that maybe that they are taking this long because they know who the Raiders pick is, maybe that means that this is Leonard hey. Williams that's about to be announced here in the draft hall. So it's time for the commissioner to come out. We went uh, Winston, Mariota, and Fowler. Now it's time to find out who the latest member of uh, the Silver and Black now coached by Jack Del Rio. This is the first pick of the Del Rio era in the Bay Area here in Chicago being announced. With the fourth pick in the 2015 NFL Draft, the Oakland Raiders select Amari Cooper, wide receiver, Alabama. So it's Amari Cooper going out to catch passes from Derek Carr offensively, which means Leonard Williams is available for D.C. to select. What do you make of the Cooper pick? The first wideout is Amari Cooper from Alabama. Yeah, I, I put him with Oakland because I thought he fit here better than Kevin White. The reason I think he fits better is he can play inside and outside. And Oakland has almost all outside receivers on the roster right now. So he's a great fit. And boy, is Derek Carr going to love him. You can't wait. Derek Carr has been mature beyond his years taking that job over last year and and he, he's going to be a, he's going to be a franchise quarterback to start surrounding him with guys near him in age wow look out with the Oakland Raiders going forward you got the a young emerging quarterback and probably the best route runner in the in the draft also those guys are going to be do very well together now you've got Fowler and Jared Odrick. and with their first pick of the NFL 2015 season the Oakland Raiders select Amari Cooper out of Alabama. You guys heard me many times talk about the need for defensive linemen. You know, I still think we kind of blew it by not taking that kid out of USC. But, you know, it isn't a bad pick. I'm not unhappy. I'm not bummed. I'm not traumatized. I'm kind of happy. We got the best red receiver in the draft. I think this guy's going to be another Jerry Rice or Tim Brown, given the opportunity to pair up with our young quarterback, Derek Carr. You got Amari Cooper, Derek Carr. Man. What do you think? Yeah, we did. Uh, you know, me and Khalil sat there and talked about it. I thought we were going to get Leonard. He thought we were going to get Coop. That's why he went in the first round, because he's smarter than I am, I guess. Uh, you know. Wait, wait, wait. He, he was lobbying for the offensive guy, and you that's were lobbying what he thought. for the defensive you know, guy? Hey, man. You know, I, I, that's What's probably the humbleness in us, I guess. Deep in my heart, man. I knew. I knew. He knew. You knew deep Amari? Down. Deep down. How much have you seen Amari Cooper? Play? I mean, I looked at the film. Um, me and Derek talked about different receivers that he, he was looking at, and uh, I had to pull it up for myself and watch. And um, the guy's he's talented. He's talented. He's smooth. Yes. He runs routes like a pro-wide receiver, Derek. Uh, what, what do you see from Amari Cooper? Uh, he, he's very good in and out of his breaks. Uh, you know he's going to create separation. Uh, and, and there's always that ability of him hitting the home run, whether it's a one-yard catch on a smoke route or whether he's taking the top off of coverage. I mean, the guy is a great weapon. He's going to help our offense. And he's going to help the other receivers create one-on-ones for everybody. And uh, you know, uh, everyone on our team should be fired up about him. Yeah, and he's a really good guy. I mean, from what I've been able to pick out just listening to his interviews with his mom on Heisman. Uh, he's going to fit in with you guys. This guy seems like a, oh, yeah. a quality human being, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. One of, one of the best, one of the best on, the, on the board. Um, 
He's a, he's a good guy. Good guy. And that's right. what you want. If you could give him one piece of advice, it's, it's hard for me to even think that a year ago I was talking to you on the phone <laughs> after you were chosen. Oh, yeah. uh, there's so much time. Has passed. If you could give him one piece of advice, because you came from UB, Buffalo, it's a big jump. Oh, yeah. SEC's great football, but this is the NFL. Oh, yeah. What, what one piece of advice would you give him coming in this league? Uh, the piece of advice that I, I learned is to shut up and listen. Yeah. Shut up and listen, man. Um, take everything with a grain of salt and learn from it. Getting better. Who told you that, Justin Tuck? You know it. You know it. Shut up and listen. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, oh, yeah. Did, did you have to shut up the whole year? Or could you talk after you got a sack? Or they, <laughs> once they saw you shred a, a block, did they say, "Okay, a young guy can talk now"? Uh, the, guys like Charles Wilson. He told, he told me that I still have four more games left to, of shutting up to do. So I'm four gonna, more. Four more games. Preseason games. Four more games. I, I take that. When Cincinnati take comes in, you're no longer. A <laughs> <laughs> you know, the focal point today has been the upgrade to the offense with Amari Cooper. But defensively, during free agency, you guys brought in a lot of talent. Dan Williams, yeah. Curtis Lofton coming in at the middle, one of the most durable linebackers in the game. Oh, yeah. What's it been like getting to know these guys who are going to be playing alongside you to try to upgrade this defense moving to next season? And that's what it's been so far, getting to know them and, and getting to know what type of people they are, what kind of guys you're working with, you know. And they're, they're stand-up guys, and they have great, great attitudes about coming here and, and, and making this team better. All right, we are at the Raider draft party, by the way. Vic Beasley is going number eight to the Atlanta Falcons, so the New York Giants are on the clock uh, with the number nine overall pick. So a new coaching staff. Uh, Bill Musgrave is the offensive coordinator. He ran into him. He gave me a little feel for the offense. You had a veteran minicamp. Uh, last week, you can't give away all the uh, company secrets, but right. uh, are we going to see a little more of the Fresno offense from you this year, where you're in the gun more, you know, more, more do it at the line of scrimmage? I really think it's just going to depend on who we're playing and what they want to do. You know, we're going to be able to do multiple things. As me and Khalil also were talking about on the way over here, uh, that we gave them every kind of look. You know, whether it was a lot of fullbacks and tight ends or a lot of receivers, we, we want to be able to have everything, and uh, you know, we feel we have the personnel to do that, and so uh, we're just going to try and uh, be as balanced as possible I guess you know and uh, whatever the week says that week I guess that's what we'll go with yeah that, I mean, the uh, Patriots run that kind of offense once a week they'll run it 40 times the next week they'll pass it uh, 40 times being around the new head coach Jack Del Rio and your new DC Ken Norton Jr. Khalil what are you what are you seeing from those guys oh man oh man it's all excitement uh, from this end uh, everybody's excited to work with them as, as well as them uh, coming here and working with us man they bring a whole another different attitude to this team it's, it's a more vibrant, excited mm -hmm. uh, atmosphere around the, uh, the facility, and um, we can't wait. And you're always ripped. When you got the jersey up around the, the shoulders, have you gained weight? What, what, what are you weighing? What are you weighing here now? I mean, you can't get that away, but, uh, you know, I'm up there. I'm up there. Good weight. Good weight. Good weight. Good weight. You weighed, what, 252 last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what are you, about 265 now? now? Mm. Oh, man. How long you been doing this? How long? How long? How long you been I, I nailed it exactly. Hey. I, I can see about seven hey. pounds in each arm. <laughs> what do you see in these cannons? He's huh? the same. He that, weighs 215. No doubt. I don't want him getting it. I, I don't either. I don't either. want him getting it. So you put on 13 pounds this offseason? Oh, man. You look good, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Man. Well, don't pump his head up. Thank no, you. I, I, Thank you. Don't DC. pump his head up. I don't care how he looks in the mirror. No. I want to see him on the line. Oh, screen. you know it. Hey, did, hey, did you feel like you had to get stronger? You, oh, man. You, you shed it. I saw you throw around some tight ends oh, yeah. in this league. Oh, yeah. Did you feel like you had to get stronger? Oh, yeah. You got to get to get away from those those tackles man and they they do a nice job holding on sometimes so <laughs> you gotta get that rip and this, this strength 
up. You guys look hungry. Well, that's your strength, the bull rush. Oh, yeah. Power game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big jump from Fresno to the professional ranks in oh, one yeah. year. Now you're going from year one to year two. Where do you want to improve your game your most? Man, just being more consistent. You know, uh, you know, going through our rookie year, I mean, there's plenty of times we could both probably tell you we were out there and we probably saw a new look. He probably saw a new blocking scheme that they probably didn't see at Buffalo. <laughs> you know, I, I probably saw a different coverage than uh, Nevada or Boise ran uh, once or twice. You think? Uh, Rex Ryan, maybe week one. Uh, <laughs> you know, so there were some things that we just had to learn, and, uh, you know, that's part of the process. And, again, going into our second year, there's going to be a jump. There's going to be a bigger jump, but we're still growing. You know, we're still young, but we want that jump to be a big jump. You know, the year, the year one to year two is a big jump for us, and uh, so far it's been great. And the only way we know how to do it is to work hard. And, uh, you know, like I told him uh, th many times throughout the season, it, it, it's going to look like this right now, but I promise you our hard work is what's going to get us to the top. Haven't had a lot of time yet, but how does it feel getting used to the new offense this season? Oh, man, it, it's been awesome. Uh, you know, it, it's nice to have, I always say this, but have my big brother because I was talking NFL terminology with him when I was 12 years old, you know. So there's so, nothing they can throw at you that you haven't heard before. Right. I mean, they're, obviously I'm going to learn and how they want to do things and all that, but I, I kind of have a grasp of, you know, the knowledge of it and what we're trying to do and accomplish, but now I just got to do it exactly how they want it. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to work perfectly, uh, you know, to make it exactly how they want it done and then go out there and do it uh, on Sundays. You know, when you came in last year, Matt Schaub was still the starting quarterback, yeah. and you were a young guy, you kind of had to feel your way, and then when you got the starting job opening day, you still had to kind of feel your way until I think Tony Sperano said, this is your team. I can see it in your eye right now. This is your football team. <laughs> so when, when these guys go to camp, you were on the field last week and throughout the OTAs and training camp, you're going to take this offense over, aren't you? A absolutely. Um, you know, uh, there's a certain level that we all have to work at, and uh, we all have to expect of each other. And as a rookie, you just come in and, like you said, shut up and listen. You know, I, I, I couldn't really be myself. You know, I, I could be myself in the weight room and my work ethic and all those things, but I couldn't be the leader that I, that I am and all those kind of things. Now, we go into play. Now, it's our team. You know, we're going out there. This is our team. We're going to go out there, and we're going to lead, and we're going to, we're going to work at a certain pace and a tempo that we want it, and, uh, you know, that's okay to demand now. It's a little harder in your huddle. He's got young guys in his <laughs> huddle. You got Talk and Dan Wood. Williams and Curtis Lofton <laughs> and Charles Woodson. Oh, First battle. I don't want you to shut up and just listen. Oh, do you man. want to kind of put your stamp on this defense, Khalil? I mean, you can. You can. You can do that with your actions. Yeah. And that's, that's the guy I am. I can go out and I can use my actions to show how I want to lead. And um, like you said, Charles Wilson, Justin yeah. Tuck, Curtis Lofton. Can only say so much because yeah. they—they're already communicating for. Mm -hmm. But they know how good oh, yeah. you are. Just oh. listen to what they have to say. Oh, yeah. They'll oh, teach yeah. you. Oh, yeah. Good to see you, 265. <laughs> 265. Don't tell them. I never, I never once won that competition at the county fair. But I Don't tell nobody else that. Raider Nation, Khalil Mack and uh, hey. Tim Carr here. Appreciate you guys. Good to see you. Appreciate you. Good to see you, Khalil. Yes. Not bad, huh? We have Amari Cooper now. I believe we do. We're going to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, to bring Amari Cooper into our NFL draft coverage. Uh, Amari, Greg Papa, Joe Fortenbaugh here. Uh, I am the voice of the Raiders, the radio voice of the Raiders. So let me officially welcome you to the Raider Nation. What, what are your thoughts today on being an Oakland Raider, Amari? Man, I'm really excited. I just can't wait to get to work. So when, when are you coming to town? I know you wanted to be with your family in, in Tuscaloosa today for the draft. So what are your plans as far as coming to Alameda and, uh, and being around your new team? Uh, well, I leave. Uh, in the morning at 6 o'clock for media. I don't know how much of those guys will be up there, uh, but that's when I leave. 
Uh, did you know the Raiders were going to take you at the start of the day? Did they keep you in the dark? What, what, what did you know about how this day was going to unfold before it actually unfolded? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know who would pick me. You know, it was all speculation uh, during the draft. A lot of things changed. So, you know, I was just sitting back watching TV and waiting on my name to be called. Amari, one fact, the Bay Area, as they welcome you, is going to be interested to hear is that you played with Teddy Bridgewater in high school back in Miami. Did you talk to Teddy at all in the build-up to draft day? Did he give you any advice? Hello? Yeah, Amari, you there? Yeah, what did you say? I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I apologize. In the build-up to the draft, did you uh, talk to your former high school quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, at any point? Oh, yes, sir. Um... A little bit before the combine, he was just, you know, telling me how long of a process it would be leading up to the draft. He was telling me how long the season is in the NFL to take care of my body uh, and to be diligent and conscientious uh, in the season, work really hard, and I'll, I'll be successful. So who are you hanging out with right now? There's a lot of noise in the background. Your family there, I know. Who's all with you tonight in Tuscaloosa? Yeah, those are my nieces. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been Man, my nieces, it's a big uh, moment. My sister, my mom, and my cousin. What, what is your mom thinking? I remember watching the Heisman night and the two of you sitting there and how hard she worked to raise you and what a work ethic you have. What does what, what your mom think right now, Amari? Oh, she's happy. Uh, she's happy. She's excited for me. Uh, she's looking forward to everything. Move out here with you or let, or let you come to California alone? Um, I, I don't think she's decided yet. But whatever <laughs> she wants to do, uh, it's, it's no problem with me. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking at your numbers from your, your college career, and they're just off the charts. 59 catches the first year, 45 up to 124 last year, and the sophistication of the way you run routes. And, you know, Lane Kiffin is the former head coach of the Raiders here. H how much was it being around him and being around a pro passing attack? They moved you a lot, but you ran a lot of, of very sophisticated professional routes that you're going to need to run at the next level, and you seem thoroughly prepared for that. I'm sorry, I, I couldn't really hear you. <laughs> it's a little loud. Yeah, I know where you are. Amari, what's it feel like to be the 16th first-round pick out of Alabama since 2010? That school just keeps dumping out elite prospects. You're the latest. What is it that's in the water down there? <laughs> I mean, Coach Saban is a great recruiter. He recruits uh, great football players. But uh, it's not all about recruiting uh, great football players. I think he really cultivates guys once they get to Alabama, have them with a great mindset, allow us to work really hard so that we can reach our fullest potential so that when draft day does come, you know, we're, we're the players that are expected to be uh, in the NFL. We were talking earlier how you played with Teddy Bridgewater in high school at Miami Northwestern. Watching you run, though, with your forward body lean, did you play running back at all in high school? And what, what other sports did you play besides football? Well, um, my first sport was track. But I played basketball and football in high school. But I've never played running back. I've always played receiver all of my life. Did you ever run back kicks or punts? I mean, the way your, your, your broken field running ability, it's amazing to me how precise you run your routes. But then when it's a broken field situation, you're also a great broken field runner. Where did you learn the broken field running ability? Is that just innate? Uh, 
I believe it's kind of innate, but I've been playing the game for so long. Uh, even before I was playing organized football, I was playing in the backyard, eluding uh, my friends, trying to score. So I think that's where that, uh, that ability comes from. How long do you think Raider fans are going to have to wait before you take that first touchdown trip right up into the black hole, <laughs> jumping up over the fence? <laughs> Well, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, hopefully, it's really, really soon. All right, so when you when you got the news, who was on? There was uh, Reggie McKenzie, the GM, on the line. Did uh, Jack Del Rio call you? Any of the players reach out to you? What what communication have you had with the Raiders? Yeah, it was uh, the GM, the head coach, and then uh, a little bit after Derek Carr called me and was just telling me how excited he is and uh, he wants to go to work. He's ready to get to work. Yeah, we visited with Derek here earlier at our Raider draft party. He was very excited. Have you seen the Raiders play much? Do you know much about Derek Carr and what he did last year as a rookie? Well, I didn't watch many, uh, much NFL uh, football last year. I, I watched the Super Bowl. I was just trying to stay really busy uh, and uh, work on my own game. But uh, I've heard some really good things about him. He's a great young quarterback from what I hear, and I'm excited to go work with him. All right, we're not going to keep you any longer. I know you want to get back to your mom and your family, but we have the whole Raider Nation here, most of them. It is quite expansive, but a lot of them are here at a Raider draft party. Anything you want to tell the Raider Nation, Amari Cooper? All I want to tell them is, you know, I won't, I won't let them down. Uh, I'm going to work really hard. Uh, I'm going to try to be the best player that I can be, and that's it. Well said. Thank you, sir. We'll look forward to seeing you out here. He is the most humble kid I have ever seen. The family is gracious, and they are just, they're grounded. What a great player. We couldn't select any better. I think his character speaks louder than anything else. His skills are good, but his character is so solid, and his family is so solid. Far from the troublemakers that the Dallas Cowboys are taking, and trust me, they have an entire locker room full of issues, and I, f I think for sure, I have no doubt that it's going to come back and bite them right in the ass. But a few players were released. We've, we've released guys that we've seen play on the field. I mean, some good, some not so good, but they were Raiders. So we have to say goodbye to Nick Casa, tight end, Kevin Booth, offensive lineman, James Jones, which is a huge surprise. I mean, I thought they'd hold on to him at least for another season, to see how the young receivers work out. Evidently, not. <laughs> Miles Burris, who I called Superman. The guy really struggled in coverage. He was slower than expected and really could never keep up with that uh, pass over the middle, if you know what I'm talking about. He's just not strong enough to uh, work the pass. We need a strong linebacking core, which, incidentally, we got. We have more linebackers than any other position. Uh, if you remember a few years back, we had more tight ends uh, than anyone, any position. Now we move to the linebacker spot. I think this is Del Rio and coaching staff making some changes to the defense to help Khalil Mack. Now, a lot of these names, you know, you haven't heard of unless you're really paying close attention to every player in the draft. So you know, I'm going to go through some of the people we did get which is, you know, uh, who knows whether they're going to pan out or not. I've always said the draft is a crapshoot, but I say if we have three players in this bunch that can start next season, we'll be a much better team, much better than last year. And by the way, we are ranked now after the draft 
at 29th in the league. I don't know who the hell is coming up with these numbers. I think they just pull it out of their ass and throw it out there because, well, we're the Raiders, of course. Our second pick from Florida State, Mario Edwards. You know, they they talked a lot of crap about this kid. Uh, He was an on-and-off guy. Just hope he doesn't turn out like Kelly. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Plays when he wants to play. I just wasn't sure about this pick. I hope it turns out. He's a young man. He can be molded. And this coaching staff seems to have a handle on this kind of thing. So I hope he pulls out a good attitude and plays every second after the ball is snapped. And in the third round, we picked up out of Miami, Clive Wolford, tight end. And this kid has some skills. He's a great blocker, and he can catch the ball. He's got great hands. He's a big, strong guy. Not easy to come down. I think it was a great pick. I'm looking forward to having a solid tight end on the Raiders. It's been so long since we've had a skilled guy at this position. I I can't wait. I just can't wait. And, of course, in the fourth round, the Raiders traded with the Panthers. And we went down a little bit. And then we got guard John Feliciano. This guy is a beast. He plays angry. I like this pick a lot. He really was a guy I wasn't looking at. But, man, he brings a lot of versatility. He can play all over the line. He can even snap the ball. I think this was a fantastic pick of the Raiders. And I don't know what the hell these analysts are thinking, but only mackerel, please. Then we took Kansas linebacker Ben Henley. Now, I see why they took Ben in the fifth round, because it gives Oakland a solid depth at linebacker. The guy plays everywhere. He's fast enough to cover the pass for those slant passes that have been killing us for years. And then then we picked up TSU tackle Anthony Morris in the seventh round. Another good pick. Now, I know these guys are raw. They're very young. They're 19, 20 years old, 21. They have a lot to learn. We picked up another wide receiver in the seventh round, Andre DeBose. I like this kid. I really like him. I think he should have been picked further up in the line, but I don't care. The Raiders picked him up. I like that choice as well. Then we picked up cornerback Dexter McDonald in the seventh round. And you know what? I think this class is pretty damn good. And I think even though we picked up a cornerback, he was the best guy at the position at the time. You got to go with your board. And I think at cornerback, we still have some depth issues. So all in all, the Raiders draft, I give them an A. And I'm not really light on them. You know that. And I'll give him an A for this year, just for Amari Cooper, um, because it's important that we give Carr the weapons he needs to succeed. And maybe this will open up our offense and really start to make things roll. I know that Del Rio is more of a defensive coach. They did do a lot in free agency on the defense. Our team, all in all, should be much improved over last season, Our win total, I'm not even going to say anything about the win total because that's bull crap too. Like these guys saying that we're the 29th overall, whatever. It doesn't matter to me because what matters to me is that we're moving forward bits and pieces at a time. And like I will say forever, 
three of these players need to start. As far as I can see, we're going to have three starters for the Oakland Raiders out of this draft class next year. I wish them all the very best. We also picked up 10 undrafted free agents. Those guys could come out of nowhere and develop and become excellent players. So you never know in the draft. I mean, for crying out loud, I'll say it again. It is a crap shoot. And hopefully we rolled the dice and didn't get crap. (laughs) And that is all I have to say about that. All right, it's time for the bone line. Yes, that's right, your favorite part of the show, I'm sure, and also mine. 1 800 620 7181. 1 800 620 7181. Get on the bone line, throw your bones, especially now after the draft. There's much to talk about. All right, who's first? And our first caller, Raider Sid. The Desert Raider. Raider Randy, Raider Greg, Raider Nation. We're about a half hour away from the draft, from the future of the Raiders. Let's go, baby. Come on. Let's get some picks. The first pick is an important one. We're going to kick ass. We're going to get a great player. But I think the really important picks are later in the draft. That's where we're going to get some really real good value for the future of the Raiders. Come on, I'm jacked. I am so jacked. All right, Raider Nation. This is Raider Sid, the Desert Raider. Let's go, Reggie McKenzie. Pick him, baby. Go Raiders. Wasn't that what you were feeling? That's sure as hell what I was feeling. I was thinking, go Raiders. I couldn't even sit down. I was standing in front of my television, my big screen TV. I felt like a 10-year-old. It was like Christmas Day. The draft, this draft for our team, so important. You could totally see Raider Sid was just like the rest of us. Great to relive that moment because it was very exciting. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller, Raider O'Mac. Raider Zach. (laughs) He's in the house. What you got, man? What's up, Raider Nation? This is Raider Zach, a.k.a. Raider Omac. Amari Cooper is on the team, and I'm stoked. The only player I really feel bad for is Leonard Williams going to the Jets. Oh, that is rough for him. Fell down or fell up, whatever. That sucks for him, the Jets. He's going to be competing immediately with another player there. But, hey, Amari Cooper to the Raiders. I'm stoked. I'm stoked for Derek Carr. I'm stoked for the season. Raider Nation for life. Thank you so much for this podcast, Raider Greg. Ever since I moved up here to OMAC, up here in North Central Washington, uh, I just I lost touch with Oakland, but, man, you brought me right back. I was born and raised North Oakland, families from Berkeley. Man, thank you so much for all your help with the, uh, with the fire department and all that. Man, I'm stoked for this season. Raider Nation for life. Peace. Well, here's my opinion on that. You know I've been talking about defensive back, defensive lineman, excuse me, defensive tackle, defensive end. So <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, are you kidding? There were plenty of prospects further down the line. I mean, if you traded or whatever, but okay, so we have Amari Cooper, and I'm happy because 
he should be a great receiver, and I, I expect him to be that because, bro, Leonard Williams was a Raider. He wanted to be a Raider. He touted he wanted the Raiders to pick him, and he went to the Jets, which incidentally have a beast of a de- defensive line. So I don't know what the logic was. I'm kind of 50-50 on this. We'll see. I do like Cooper. I do like his attitude. I certainly like his family. I think he's a good, gracious, quiet guy that's going to get it done. So uh, let's hope so. But, hey, man, some people are happy and some people are pissed. (laughs) Thanks for the call, man. And our next caller from Maryland, the Fool Staff Raider. That's Foolish Staff Raider, really. What's going on, man? I know you got to be hurting. What What is up? This is Food Stamp Raider calling from Maryland, and I'm highly pissed off. I'm ready to go fly to Oakland and stone Reggie McKenzie to death. I can't believe we had the biggest, baddest defensive lineman in football in the NFL draft sitting there, and we took a wide receiver in the first round. Jack Taylor, Ronnie Lott, and Mel Blunt couldn't play in today's game. The easiest position to play in football is wide receiver. We could have got a wide receiver in the second round. We could have given Khalil Mack some help with the big bad Leonard Williams. Reggie McKenzie should be fired today for letting this happen. This is bad enough that he's wasted picks numerous times. This is pathetic. You don't win with wide receivers. You win in the trenches, and we blew it. I'm out. Well, you know what I was saying, man. I wanted a defensive lineman. It is one and lost in the trenches, and it's totally one with a strong defense. I I don't know. So far for me, Reggie's done one epic draft, and it could have been all luck, and it's looking that way <laughs> to me right now. Let's just pray for the best, brother. I do feel you, though. And our next caller, a very solid Raider fan, Mr. Positive. The guy the guy is always positive. I love this guy. Our friend, Raider Jaime. What's happening, brother? What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation? Raiders just got, uh, they, they picked their first round pick, and I guess, I guess they got Omari Cooper. I, I, don't, I don't get it, man. We're going to have fucking, like, five receivers, you know, five receivers in in the rotation next year, and you waste your first round on a receiver. We need more depth at the fucking defensive lineman. I know we got a lot of fucking, uh, you know, the, 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 it's deep this year with the defensive ends and all that crap, but, dude, Williams would have been the fucking ticket. They would have fucking paired. He could play anyone on that fucking defensive line. That guy is stout, man. You know, and man, I'm I'm fucking fluttered. I I don't like this. I think it was a waste of fucking pick. You know, if you if you're gonna fucking pick a receiver, don't don't pick a fucking receiver that's under six foot one. You got you know, gotta go for for a bigger guy. You know, yeah, pick a Cooper, but in the fucking sixth or seventh round, yeah, they say he's fucking NFL ready. You know what? Nobody can fucking say that. Nobody can say that. He he's good in the college ranks and. He wasn't even that good in some of the games that I saw this year. You know, this Amari Cooper pick, it, it had to be a fucking Mark Davis pick because you know what? Del Rio said it earlier that he didn't want to draft the receiver because he didn't want to undermine 
the receivers that we have in, on on the roster right now. He thinks that they're good receivers, and now with a fucking bona fide fucking coaching staff, I think these guys are going to be able to go in there and show these guys because it was it's a mechanic thing. The reason why a lot of these passes were missed was it was a mechanic thing between Derek Carr and the receivers running the routes. Well, now we got a fucking good coaching staff that's going to teach these guys the right way, and you know what? It's, it's going to change a lot. I know it is. I'm confident it is. And having a lot of depth in there at the receiving quarters, I mean, is Amari Cooper even going to have, you know, fucking playing time with all these all these receivers in there? We needed more defensive linemen, man. And now fucking uh, it's going to put Del Rio at odd with the fucking breath because he's going to think, hey, you know what? Anybody can fucking whisper in fucking Mark Davis's ear and say, hey, do this, do that, just like fucking Tim Brown and Cliff Branch did because that's what they've been saying in the paper, that they've been bugging fucking uh, Mark Davis about fucking getting Amari Cooper. They, in the way I'm seeing it now, they, they just fucked up a trust in between Del Rio and the fucking and, and top brass. I mean, I hope we you know these guys, these next six picks, or, you know, they're fucking bona fide picks because, I mean, this is fucked up. And then, you know what, I feel bad for fucking Williams because he went, you know, on record on the, at the Combines in front of the media telling he wanted to be a fucking Raider. You know what, a, a lot of fucking the, the media, they were fucking laughing or smirking under their breath and even asking him why. And he fucking said why. And for them to disc him like this, that's just fucked up. That's bullshit. Mark Davis should just let them fucking, let Reggie and fucking Del Rio do the fucking, the draft and let them do their football end of it and him fucking worry about getting us a fucking stadium. This is, this is fucking bullshit. I just found out about Marv Hubbard. Very sad by it, but hey, we all gotta go sometime. He loved his play. He played with passion. I love the third downs that he always got his first downs with greater great, but anyways, Rest in peace, Mark. Raider Jaime, everything you say is exactly what I felt before draft day. I said it here (laughs) many times. We need defensive linemen. We are weak at defense. We can have a, a shitty offense even, but if you have a strong defense, then you can win with a field goal. You could win with two field goals. But you won't win with 30 points if your defense can't stop a team that could put you put 40 points on you. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't know about the... I'm sure that there were some, some words <laughs> behind the scenes. But come on, man. That was some bullshit. That's all I got to say, man. Good call. Great call, by the way. Thanks for calling, brother. And our next caller, another very solid Raider fan and friend of the show, the Obi-Wan Raider. What's up, brother? What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, Obi-Wan Raider, calling in from Magnolia, Texas. Oh, I'm... I know we need a wide receiver, Raider Greg. I know. A fucking Leonard Williams is there, man. This may turn out to be a good pick later on down the road, but right now I am fucking livid beyond belief. If I could, I would fucking go to one Alameda place right now and rip Reggie McKenzie and Mark McKenzie's 
fucking testicles through their asshole right now. We have the opportunity to pick the best player in the draft. And we go after a fucking receiver, which we can do in the second round. Oh, I'm so fucking pissed off right now. Oh, God. Oh. Obi-Wan Raider fucking out. As always, true to form. Obi-Wan Raider, passionate Raider fan, obviously, but very knowledgeable. The guy knows his game. If you've listened to him before, you know, don't listen to me. Listen to each other because this is a bonehead draft all the way down the line. Mari Cooper, I hope he pans out, really. But are you going to have to show me next year who's going to still be here because I don't know about the rest of the guys here. I think <laughs> as much as I'd like to say that Super Mario is going to be solid and all that, we'll see. I hope so. But right now, I'm just feeling, well, just like Obi-Wan Raider. Thanks for the call, bro. And we have a first-time caller, Black Hole 95. Welcome to the podcast, brother. What you got? Raiders. What's going on, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Black Hole 95. Young caller here, first-time caller. Just watched the draft. Amari Cooper, baby. Got a wide receiver. Passed up on Leonard Williams. You know, it is what it is. That just tells me, and it should tell the whole Raider Nation, big sign, Carr is the guy. The organization, all for him. It, all the dominoes are going to fall. So, are going to fall in place. So, yeah, that's what I think, man. Mari Cooper, he's going to be great, dude. I've I've heard comparisons with Ronnie White, Reggie Wayne, all kinds of different comparisons. To me, the guy's going to be Amari Cooper. I think he's going to make a name for his own self. And um, he's going to run short, deep, bubble screens, everything. Everything like that. And I think what people are not noticing about him, he's a great run blocker, man. I I like the way he blocks on, on the edges. The wide receiver for me, I feel like they have they're gonna have to be able to block, you know. And it's hard blocking those big, tall receiver um cornerbacks like Richard Sherman and other people like that. So, um yeah, tomorrow's the second round. Uh Randy Gregory you saw on the board. I think we should pick him up. I think um uh, with the veteran leadership on the defense with Justin Tuck, I think we'll get him in shape and um I think he'll be fine on the Raiders. If not um, either go offensive lineman, which I don't see anyone else on the board, or um, even uh, DGB, the well Grim Beckham. So um, we'll see what we do, man. So far, A-plus for the draft. All right. See you later. Raiders. I can only hope that Amari Cooper turns out to be all that he is. They can compare everybody to everybody else, but I don't buy into that. I mean, some people do, but I don't. You know, everybody has to prove themselves in a league. But, you know, you I don't <laughs> He's less than 6 foot tall. I mean, he's 6 foot tall, whatever. Um, not the big rangy receiver that usually is successful in today's football. 
But he's, you know, he's productive. He's going to be productive. I hope he's another Tim Brown. I hope that he's all these things. That's all I can hope for. But you don't get big bodies every day. You don't get a 6'7", 335-pound monster that is just a beast. You don't just get him every day. So, I don't know. I I think we jacked it up. And our second pick, Mario, they should have gone for Shane Ray. That was my pick. Uh, oh, well. We'll see. I hope it turns out that I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Thanks for the call, brother. And another first-time caller, Raider Ron. What's up, man? Tell me what you're saying about this draft. <laughs> Hey, this is Raider Ryan, first-time caller. I watched the draft, man. I think we did pretty good. Uh, I wanted uh, Leonard Williams. Man, I was praying we got Leonard Williams, but it didn't work out that way. We got uh, Amari Cooper. Now, he's, he's, he's pro-ready, so I think we'll be all right, man. I'm just sick and tired of all these hacks, especially like even they stepped up behind. Raiders gonna be uh, a cancer to him. I'm like, man, man, get out of here with that bullshit, man. I think we're gonna do some damage in this division, man. I, I kind of wanted, like I said, I wanted Leonard, but hey, man, uh, let's just let let's just let it do what it do, man. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm just fired up for this season, man. I, I want us to just take that division and whoop some ass. But yeah, man. Uh, like I said, first time caller. I think you're doing a good job with the job uh, with the line. I've been listening to it roughly. I think I've been listening to it for about a year now, man. I never called in, but I got hope this year, man. I want to see us do some damage in the division. So uh, thanks again for taking my call, and you can look me up. I have a I have a line, uh, a silver and black attack. Look me up on Facebook. Okay, Red Nation. Peace. Well, first, next time you call, call yourself Silver and Black Attack Raider. And we'll know who you are. Yeah, you were right the first time. Leonard Williams was the play for me. And, uh, well, I've already told you, but Stephen A. Smith, he's a bitch. He's a bitch looking for attention. I'd, I'd sit right across from that guy and tell him exactly what I thought of him. He could use every $50 word he wanted, but I got very simple and cheap words for him. He's a punk. And the fact that he has no respect for the Raiders and they have to prove something to his asshole? Please, show me your ring. Show me something besides a hack career in sports and a big mouth. That's all I got to say about that. Fuck Stephen A. Smith. Thanks for calling, brother. Thanks for bringing that up because I wanted to say that. For so very long. Well, our next caller is the unknown Raider with a known story. <laughs> What's up, man? This is a little news, not really Raider related, but I think it's freaking hilarious. And I'm pretty sure the rest of the Raider Nation just can't think it's funny, but Terrell Pryor got cut again. Yeah, you heard it. He got cut again without taking a training camp snap or nothing. Looks like uh, he's going the old Tim Tebow route and uh, refusing to accept any other role on a football team except for quarterback. Well, hate to say it, but I told you so. 
Later. Look, I said it when he was our quarterback. There's no way. It's not going to happen. He doesn't know the playbook. And lo and behold, this is where he ends up. And, you know, tight end maybe, that would be a good thing for him. Uh, Running back perhaps, that might work for him. But certainly not being a full-time quarterback. Not at all. And by the way, where is Money Man has spoken Rita. Got to give us a call, bro, because <laughs> we're missing you. I don't care about that punk prior. You got other things to say. I'd love to hear what you say about the draft. Anyway, uh, that's all I say about TP. I ended up to be, well, TP. And our next caller right out of Nashville, the Prez. What's going on, my man? Raider Nation. This is the prayers of R-N-O-M. Everything's looking good. Hot damn, those were some excellent, excellent, excellent picks. You know, um, we got a lot of damn linebackers, though, so you only know what that product can mean. And um, just reading that I heard we let go of Miles Burris, and thanks for the service, brother. You know, sometimes these type of things happen where, you know, the company goes another route, and then, you know, um, they bring in the new guys, and, with that kid from out of Seattle with all that money, I think that is probably a sure bet, though. But the kid had dedication. He was loyal to the Raider Nation. He did some wonderful project things and stuff like that. So, you know, that's got to marry for something. But on the business side, hey, that's personal, but this is business. Moving on forward, I like to um, pick with the wide receiver. I think he's going to pan out, you know, um, got some weapons for old car. And I even heard that they're going to reunite him with his old wide receiver. That should be interesting. Very, very, very. Oh, and so long, um, wide receiver Jones. You know, you gave it a shot too, bro. I thought you probably do better coming out of Green Bay. But just like I said about the other guy, you know, it's nothing personal. It's business. And I'm pretty sure he'll probably find his way on another team, so to speak. And I missed the last um, show. We got the schedule and everybody stoked and they gave us Thanksgiving weekend. You know, I was hoping that we got a little bit earlier, though, but we're going to make the best out of it. For those who's coming down to Nashville, Tennessee, R-N-O-M, and uh, right next to Knoxville, who will be doing the tailgate led by President Thomas Cope. We're going to throw down. We dubbed it the Throwdown in downtown Nashville weekend. But um, other than that, I wish all the booster clubs and chapters a very prosperous um, season. Everybody was excited. Everything is pumped up. Ready, Greg, and Ready, Randy. As always, my shouts and and uh, kudos to you guys on this show because it is phenomenal, you know. And um, thank you so much. I look like, looks like the Raiders going to do very good. <clears throat> I know they're getting together. A lot of changes. You know, new chemistry. Um, honestly, I can see an eight and eight. I actually can. The schedule is not that hard, and. Um, we're not the only teams. It's kind of like got some new people that have got to kind of get it together. But um, I don't see why we can't go 8-8. Eight, eight and eight. I don't think that's being unrealistic. I know some people want to hire and something like that, but I'm just going to be real. I think we can probably go 8-8. Eight and eight. And um, you never know. Hey, we might even go higher. Who knows? With that defense and those defense coaches and stuff, they get it going, we should be able to do something. Other than that, though, Ready, Greg, I salute you guys and hope to see you guys in person. And I'm still up in the wind about the bonfire because, believe me, man, 
plotting this damn event, man, is like pulling teeth. It's not an easy task and stuff. If only folks know what these presidents got to do with the staff, though. We rode back to Nashville, going back and forth, trying to get things together so the Raider Nation, when they come to Nashville, they can have a good, fun party. We, we don't want no boring bull crap that's going to be embarrassing because, hey, you know, your name can get out there fast. Okay, I'm babbling. As always, it's a pleasure. This is a press from RNOAM. Thank you so much, and go Raiders. Well, interesting thing you would say that also we got a Fresno State quarterback, I mean wide receiver. We have so many wide receivers that we're going to lose a few, more than a few, uh, after camp or even in the middle of camp. They might not even make it to camp. And linebackers, we got tons of those too, and we added some more. But we didn't add was a bunch of defensive linemen, which is exactly what we need. We passed up on Shane Ray. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but man, Reggie McKenzie, please. And anybody else, man, if you can make it out to Nashville, uh, Thomas Coke is out there. Good, good guy. Great, great club. Got some wonderful fans. We went out there, Randy and I, and had a freaking blast. What a show. Beautiful stadium. Great people. The friendliest people ever. Um, I can't even tell you. But good time. If you can think about even going to a game out of state here or from wherever, make it to that game. They put on a party. Thanks for calling, my brother. And our next caller is Raider Rodney calling from the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. What is going on, my Raider brother? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. My name is Rodney calling from Canton, Ohio, Hall of Fame City. I get the pleasure of meeting Raider greats, Tim Brown, Willie Brown, Art Shell, Jamato, Ted Hendricks every August. Can't wait to finally get to meet Tim Brown. Have him sign my authentic Raider helmet to add to my Hall of Fame Raider autograph collection. Uh, my goal is to get the Raider helmet full on both sides. Right now, i got about seven or eight autos on one side looking to add more this summer, including Mr. Timmy Brown. Uh, I don't have a Raider name seen. I live in Canton, Ohio. Not too many Raider fans here, so feel free to give me one if you like. <laughs> uh, thank God for people like you guys to help me get my Raider fix between the seasons, between the games. This podcast and Raider Mikey doing Raider Central over on YouTube and Raider Nation News on YouTube helps me get my fix. Plus, uh, having the season ticket on DirecTV so I get to see every Raider game during the season and not be forced to watch the Browns. I want to enjoy my football Sundays and not fall asleep. Uh, just want to say thanks though, for all you guys do. Uh, it's very much appreciated. I will be donating to the cause. Uh, the reason I finally decided to get on the bone line is to give my take on the future of this team moving forward now that the draft is over. Love the pick of Amari Cooper. Uh, I'm not looking for the playoffs this season. Hoping for a 6-10, 7-9, even an 8-8 season would be great just so this team can start to learn to win and how to handle a win, seeing how what happened to Seal Moore and Khalil Mack against Kansas City celebrating too much almost cost us the victory. I'd just like to start working on winning games and handling the win. Uh, next year, 2016, I'm on playoffs. Looking ahead to 2016, Peyton Manning most likely be gone. Rivers will be past his prime, and Kansas City will probably be on a rookie quarterback or still trying to do something with Alex Smith. 
I'm thinking maybe AFC West title by 2016. It's starting to look like a realistic goal. If you're looking at this AFC West by uh, if you're looking at this AFC West division long term, meaning 2016 season and beyond, the Raiders look to have the most potential. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Homer fan for my team. Things finally are looking bright for the Raiders, and uh, Derek Carr has a lot to do with that. But I uh, just want to know what your opinion was on that, and uh, enjoy the show. And uh, looking forward to be calling more often. Been listening for a while, and first time I called it, so. Uh, Rodney from Canton, Hall of Fame City. Go Raiders. Well, I'd call you the Hall of Fame Raider. That, to me, would be appropriate. What a pleasure and what a privilege you have, bro. You get to be at the Hall of Fame every year. You get to see the best of the best in the league. Uh, It's amazing. I wish I could go one time. I'm going to make it there, but, boy, that's really great for any football fan. A Raider fan alike, for sure. And then you got all those signatures. Man, you're in heaven. You get to see the games. Hey, I, I think you got a great deal there, other than the weather. <laughs> okay, so on the future of the Raiders, I think that we might make a play in 2016. But next draft, we're going to have to draft all defensive linemen, unless we trade or something. Because our defense last year was crap. We got no penetration. I think we were 32nd or 30th. I know we were in the bottom of the bottom of defenses. Yes, I like Amari Cooper. Yes, we would have to pick up a decent wide receiver, which I hope he becomes. I hope he becomes a Hall of Famer and you get him to sign your hat. But uh, anything less than that, man, we missed out on Williams. We need to shore up our defense. Uh, And the best player in the draft, give me a freaking break, please. Thanks for the call, brother. I look forward to many more. You're very cerebral. We need that here on this show. And our next caller, my very good brother, the Oakland Knight from the Knights of the Shield. This guy knows what he's talking about. Die hard, bleeding the silver and black. Check him out. What's happening, man? What's up, Raider Greg? What's up, Raider Randy? This is the Oakland Knight of Knight of the Shield. I thought I'd call in and just give my quick thoughts on what I saw this weekend in the 2015 NFL draft. It was a little shocking at first. It took me a while to catch up with what players they were drafting, but I must say the first four picks are solid impact players and the rest are adding great depth and competition to our roster. I like the pickup of the inside linebackers to uh, develop for the future. I also like the kick returner move and undrafted free agent Josh Harper it's a big, exciting pickup for me being here from Fresno. I can't wait to hear and get your guys' thoughts on the draft. And as always, brother, go Raiders. Well, I know for sure Cooper should be an impact player. Mario, he better be an impact player. But I can't, I can't really say this was a solid draft. Nothing like last year. But, hey, I hope so. I hope I'm totally wrong because you cannot pass up I know you were startled because you were looking for Leonard Williams like the rest of us, like that would make perfect sense, best player in the draft. Oh, well, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see you this season. We got some things developing. We got to develop this team. We got a new coaching staff. So, you know, a lot of things are going to be up in the air. Good time to bring new guys in because it's a nice time to transition from the old staff to the new. Appreciate your call. Appreciate all you do, brother. And a first-time caller from Virginia. 
VA text. What's going on, man? Hey, hey, this is Raina VA text out here in Virginia, you know. Uh, I'm kind of happy about the draft. I got got a good good hold to receive him. A very nice tight end pickup. Um, I, I'm looking at the defense again. It's got as a hybrid VA tackle, D tackle. But uh, I'm kind of liking some of the stuff the Reds is putting together. You know, I mean, it took a little time for it to happen, but you know, that's the problem. Where it's been so fixated on quick fixes. I kind of like the foundation set with these young players. And I, I do fear them DBs that we got, you know, they're not proven, but they're hungry, and I think they're going to show up and prove to that this year. We're going to be a little bit better. Go Raiders. Well, you know what? It's a crapshoot. I hope we don't have crap. I know that tight end was a good pick. He looks like he's going to be a vicious player. So I just hope these guys pan out. I just wanted the defensive line. It's not like a freaking broken record. Shut up, Raider Greg. But, hey, man. Mark Cooper, if he's half as good as he looked in college, then we have a pretty good receiver. Um, we're thick. We're thick there and a linebacker. There's going to be some players. You know, Bryce Butler better kick it up. He might not be here. Uh, Holmes might not even be here. Streeter might not be here. So it's it's weird that having that kind of competition at that level because this really wasn't a need. But, oh, well, let's just go. Let's hope this season improves. And let's hope we get to the AFC West Championship at least by two years. Thanks for the call, man. And a very familiar fan on the Raider Nation podcast, my good brother Raider Chris from Scranton, PA. Great Raider fan. They're holding it up over there in Pennsylvania, man. I am telling you. What's up, man? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Chris, Scranton, PA. Just got done watching the draft, and overall, I'm very excited about who we drafted and how we went about drafting players. Uh, First off, I'm not really sold on Amari Cooper. Um, I believe if he played for another college football team, like a Boise State, you wouldn't hear all the hype, but the fact that he played with Alabama and he's shown all over television is why he is who he is and I'm not knocking for his game. He's got great game and hopefully he'll make me a believer. I was hoping for Leonard Williams because he kept hyping up Oakland and throwing Oakland out there as a destination and we just needed a guy like that early. So I was rooting for Leonard Williams or even Kevin White. But um, I'm not hating on the Demari Cooper. I'm just questioning it. We'll see what happens with that. Um, but the two guys that I'm really excited for are the tight end that we got, Walford, and the guard, Feliciano, both out of Miami. Uh, being a Hurricanes fan, I know what these guys can bring, and the hands on Walford is just ridiculous. The guy plays very hard. Uh, he's got to work on his blocking, but that's what we have coaches for. Uh, Feliciano is just a monster. He's going to give all the other players in his position a run for their money. He's not going to sit at third string, I'll tell you that much. Uh, the guy's just a beast. Um, the kid from FSU, I question. I don't I, I don't know. I think that was much of a reach. I think we could have gotten him later on. But uh, if he works as hard as I'm hearing, then I have no problem with the kid. Uh, the one thing I did notice, we drafted a lot of linebackers this year, much more than I was really expecting, considering how weak our cornerbacks and safeties were last year. 
I thought we'd focus on that a little bit more. I know we got the one kid out of Kentucky late, but uh, we drafted that Heaney out of Kansas. I hear he uh, led his team in tackles the last three years, but he's the same size as Miles Burris. So I don't really know what to make of him. I know his girlfriend's hot as fuck. Uh, I drink her bath water. But, uh, yeah, I mean, all, I mean, overall, I was very pleased with this draft, and I like the direction that this team is going, and hopefully we don't have to wait another 12 years for another playoff. But, uh, yeah, very excited, very proud of Reggie and the, and the gang and who they brought in. So uh, let's get this going, and let's get some Raiders back to the glory days, shall we? Raider Chris from PA. I'm out like that fat girl in dodgeball. Very well said. I could not have said it better. I'm not really enamored with Cooper. I thought White would have been a better receiver because he's bigger and faster, and they could teach him how to be a better receiver. He's pretty good his last year. Whatever. I think that will pan out. We will see that. Uh, I'm not enamored at all with that Florida State uh Mario, he has potential, but he just reminds me of Tommy Kelly, his whole demeanor. And I've heard other things about him, like he's lazy and he gets fat. And I'm not happy about that pick because I wanted Shane Ray. I know he had some issues, but, man, he was a baller. So um, I am happy with the tight end as well. I thought that was a good pick. Um, I didn't know about Feliciano. I know he is a beast. I know he's a, he plays mean. I know that, too. I did like that about that pick. We need three starters, bro. We need three starters from this draft class to continue to play. That's it. We are stacked so high at wide receiver and linebacker that we I these are the positions I see us shedding some players that end up going to other teams and being great players because we haven't given him a chance to play here in Oakland and be the first string. So I'm not really happy when you stack so many players at a position. I mean, I'd rather have a very few and then kind of back up with better players. You know what I'm saying. But, hey, it is what it is. I think the coaching staff has still got a great chance of being successful. We'll see it all this year, bro. Thanks for the call, as always. Well, that was it for my favorite part of the Raider Nation podcast. First of all, let me just say thank you to everyone. I appreciate all the props. Uh, The love is great. I know we're Raider Nation. Randy and I just love hearing it because it shows that we're doing something and it's getting through, and I like that. I love the fact that as a Raider Nation, we can come on here and say it however we want to um, and and let it out, and I think that's very cool too. Uh, Keep calling. Uh, Get them callers out there. Ladies, calling you out, man. It's time. Yep, Raiders uh, rookie training camp comes on on Friday. Can't wait for that. Want to see how our players are doing. We should get a good view. Okay, I'm going to go on a rant right now because I can. During this year's draft, I noticed something really kind of weird. I've never seen it before, and I hope to never see it again. It was a total disrespect for our team, our organization, and most of all, the fans. The NFL Network, along with Rich Eisen, which I can't fucking stand, that puny bitch, I hate him, seemed to go to commercial right before, guess what, every Raider pick. They went to commercial after commercial, and then by the time they got back, 
Our pick was in. They'd say the name, and there'd be a little blurb, but they'd move on to the next pick because it had already been done. And so, lo and behold, every pick, with the exception of the Raiders and their first pick, Amari Cooper, the every other pick, there were very little clips, very little information, very little to say about our picks and our choices. No fanfare, not like everybody else. It's bullshit, and it fucking pissed me off. So on that note, I'm sure I'm the only one who felt that way, but man, it fucked up the draft for me. Sorry about the F-bombs. I told you I was going on a rant. Well, that is it for this episode of the Redder Nation podcast. This is always my best part of the show, the bone line. I love the passion, whether it be harsh, whether it be mellow. It's what you guys feel and what you think. It gives us all an idea of what the nation is thinking. And I love knowing that. We all have differing opinions, but one thing is, foes, yo! We all want to see the Raiders lift up that Lombardi trophy as soon as possible. And I must agree with the Hall of Fame Raider that 2016 might be our year to break apart from the average pack, take the AFC West, and see where we go in the playoffs. I also agree with we're looking for an 8-8 eight eight season. I believe six or seven wins would be at least what I would expect. And on from there. We'll see what happens in this draft. One thing is foe show. The Raider Nation is strong. And Raiders Nation ain't giving up. And neither are we. So tune in next time to the Raider Nation podcast for your Raider fix. I am Raider Greg, and I am out.